lots of emails coming in as always to mooney at rte.ie and we welcome them but if you're going to send us in some photographs make sure you don't disturb any wildlife in the process of taking that particular picture and we've got some photographs in today let's have a listen to this first piece of audio and it's from Katrina Marr who has a question about wait for it now you're not going to believe this snail graveyards while I was walking through uh, the pine forest at the back of my house, which is in uh, Duffery in Hackettstown in County Carlow, I was in a very dark part of the woods, which would be kind of off my usual route. But I came across quite an unusual sight. And I was wondering then if the panel would be able to kind of shed any light on what might be happening there. In the very dark part on the ground was a pile of hundreds of empty snail shells and they were spread over a small enough area and I was wondering how this snail graveyard came to be. Um, I looked up to see if there was any nest above me but I couldn't see any evidence of a bird up there. Were you thinking it was the leprechauns? <laughs> I wasn't sure. Um, it did seem a little bit unusual, um, at least in something I'd ever seen. And there was quite a vast array of different types of snail shells. I was wondering if they were doing some sort of um, ceremony there or if there was something more uh, mystical happening maybe among the snails that I hadn't been aware of before. Now, how often do you walk in that area and when was the last time you were there? I would walk there fairly regularly, but actually that part of the woods, it would be when I'm more in a kind of an adventurous sort of uh, mood or going into kind of the darker part. I've actually seen a fawn there recently um, and I, I was on a little bit of a kind of a scouting um, to see if I could see her again. She's been uh, named Faunula by the rest of us there. Um, so, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be too, like, I mean, it wouldn't be in that part very often. So the reason I ask you that is I just want to get an idea over what period of time these snail shells had gathered, you see. Oh, OK. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, It was just the one time that, I, that I'd seen them there like that. So I have no idea what the time scale is. So you want us to put it to the panel to Richard and Niall to see if they have any answers? Yeah, absolutely. That would be great. OK, Katrina, your wish is my command. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks. Bye. So that was Katrina in County Carlo. Richard Collins, what have you got to say about this snail graveyard? Well, Katrina, I think it's more a snail executions site than a graveyard. It's the Tyburn for snails, I suspect. Uh, it's what biologists call a song thrush anvil, a stone or sometimes a log or something like that. The song thrushes can't break open large snail shells. So they fly to a place where there is something hard, like a rock, and they bang the snail off that to smash open the shell and make off with the nice soft body inside. It's food for them, protein. And they do this if these anvils become regular places. They're like the shop, the supermarket. And they come down with their snail break them, leave the shells behind and fly off uh, with the, the snails to feed their young or to eat themselves. And I suspect that's what you are seeing. That's absolutely right. Yes, you can see that in the photographs, the uh, snail shells arranged very, very carefully, or we're not, we're not carefully, 
range very much around that stone. Uh, and that's because that is, as you said, Richard, the thrush anvil. The, the song thrush has been coming down, bashing those snail shells on the stone, breaking them open, eating the contents and leaving the, the shells behind. Uh, the song thrush is a very common bird across Ireland. Their numbers have declined a bit in recent years, but they're still very common in all of our gardens. People will know them. They're brown above, speckled below, famously spotted on the chest. And the song thrush is the only Irish bird that does this. Uh, so if you see piles of snail shells around a stone, you can be certain it was a song thrush that did it because the other birds don't do this. Why not? I mean, you would think they would see the song thrush doing it and they think, well, he's getting food. It seems fairly handy. And I've seen rooks along the seafront picking up mussels, flying up in the air, dropping them to the ground. They might be on a pebble beach, a stone beach. They bang off the stones. The shell cracks open and they get the meat out. So they're all learning from each other. Yes, and crows are particularly good at learning uh, from the behaviour of others. They're very observant. Most other birds aren't. And it seems that the song thrush probably isn't consciously thinking about what to do here. It's evolved this behaviour. It's helped it to survive in a niche um, uh, alongside other birds that can't so well feed on that snail supply of food. So if you take the song thrush, for example, it's a bit smaller than a blackbird. It's found in the same kind of habitat. Mm. And the blackbird would tend to outcompete it for the other foods that the song thrush likes. They love to eat worms. They love to eat berries. So does the blackbird. So does the missile thrush, which is another bigger bird. So the song thrush doesn't have it all its own way. So it's evolved to find its own niche. It's the only one of those species that can that can specialise in feeding on snails. It's not that a missile thrush or a blackbird won't occasionally eat a snail, but they don't actively seek them out and specialise in feeding on them. They haven't got this amazing habit of breaking them open. And these birds, it seems they, they don't learn from watching the behaviours of others. That's not how they feed. It's not how their world works. They, they've evolved their own particular niche. They're kind of set in their ways and they don't have to be adaptable like that. Birds like rooks and other species of crow, uh, they do break open these uh, the, the mollusks that you see mm-hmm. along the seashore. They do that very much so. But remember, when it comes to snails, their beaks are stronger. A beak of a rook is quite a hefty thing. And in many cases, they can actually break open those snail shells. Or in some cases, with the smaller snails, they can just swallow them whole and uh, they get the benefit of the calcium in the shell as well as the, 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 the soft body inside. So they're getting a full meal. This behaviour benefits other birds. Isn't that curious? Why? There was a paper oh, about three years ago in the Journal of the Linnaean Society. And research there showed that the number of bird species coming along to the anvil, not to break open a shell, but to collect the fragments of previous shells, was 54. 54 species of birds were found to come in and make off with fragments of shells. Now, what did they do that for? Well, they were forming eggs, and eggs need calcium. So calcium, the shell provides excellent calcium. So they flew off with this sort of thing. I wonder, Niall, if you ever saw a thing called the Great Ant Shrike in South America. The Great Ant Shrike does this. But the interesting thing about the Great Ant Shrike is that it's only doing it fairly recently. It breaks open the shell, just like our song thrushes do. But the snail it's breaking open only arrives in the areas where it does this in the 1980s. So this is a new behaviour for Great Ant Shrikes. Perhaps it's not that long there for song thrushes either. I wonder if it's recorded back in time. Gilbert White might have mentioned it. He would mention all these kind of things. I don't remember in his book whether he did.
It would certainly be interesting to know, Richard, yes. It's so uh, ubiquitous among song thrushes now, right across their range, all across uh, Europe, um, that it suggests to me it's been around for, for quite a long time because the song thrush, as far as we know, hasn't really expanded its range and we've had snails um, in that area since before humans were around, I would I would expect. So it's hard to know, though. We'll, we'll never know the answer to that. It certainly is fascinating behaviour and I've witnessed in my own garden the other birds coming down to feed on those fragments of snail shells because I've deliberately put out a thrush anvil in my garden and the song thrush is a great help to me in protecting um, my my lettuces and the other plants that I have growing in the garden because it clears out the snails for me. So it's this wonderful natural cycle. They get rid of the snails and then they're also helping to form the eggshells of the blue tits that then feed on the caterpillars that are coming to my cabbages. All of this is a wonderful natural cycle in a, in a garden that's just a really, really small. Little garden. But why doesn't the thrush eat the snail shell if it's full of calcium? Well, for, with, with these big snails, think of the garden snail, that, that's too big for the thrush to be able to swallow. It wouldn't be able to digest that. I'm sure like the other birds, especially female birds that need to make the eggs. I'm sure the song thrush does eat a few fragments of that, but it doesn't need massive quantities of calcium. If it had too much, that would be counterproductive as well. It doesn't need all of that calcium uh, because snail shells and eggshells are made of the same substance, this calcium carbonate. Uh, so uh, it doesn't need all of that and uh, it wouldn't have the digestive system that maybe a crow would have that would find it so easy to grind up all those snail shells. So it just wants to eat the soft protein inside mainly. I think it's after the main course, it skips the dessert. If you were a song thrush and you got this fine, big, juicy snail, beautiful thing, and you consumed it, you wouldn't be interested in boring old fragments of shell after it. So I suspect there's an element of that in it. Now, it's an interesting reflection on the blackbird. Blackbirds are a much-loved bird, and we think very highly of them, and rightly so, but they have a weakness, piracy. They hear the tapping of the song thrush on the anvil, back tap, 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 and they home in on it and they swipe the snail from the poor old song thrush. Now, an interesting observation about starlings. Starlings do the same thing, but they are not compromised by um, blackbirds. They may get the snail or whatever in their mouth, but and then blackbird tries to get it from the starling. The song thrush haven't provided it, but the starling is able for the blackbird. He's smaller, lighter, but he's tougher. The blackbirds get their comeuppance in the midst of their thievery from the starling.